Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. It is terrific in that I can extend where I sell my seats, influence what seats are being sold, and I'm going to gather a tremendous amount of conversational data. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson and this is episode 43, Voice Box Office. In today's episode, you'll hear me talk with Micah Hollingworth, the CEO and co-founder of Broadway. Based in New York, Broadway creates seamless digital experiences that bridge the gap between live Broadway events and theatergoers. Their products include an AI-powered ticketing agent and an integrated marketing platform. In this episode, we discover how voice and conversational AI are being used in the theatre industry, helping to tackle the most pressing challenges faced by both the consumers and the ticket sellers. Now, as you know, conversational interfaces capture a huge amount of data, and this turns out to be key to targeting the right customers in outbound campaigns, to personalising the offer, and to selling the tickets quickly. So stick around to hear Micah's vision for the future of voice tech in entertainment, including conversational ticket sales, integration with our content feeds, and even appearing in mainstream media. First of all, I want to say thank you to our new sponsor, Squadcast.fm. Squadcast is simply the easiest way to capture remote conversations, resulting in studio-quality audio recordings for remote podcast interviews such as this one. Now, I don't need to sell you the benefits of high-quality studio audio because you're already listening to it right now. In fact, I recently switched to Squadcast.fm from another provider and I'm absolutely sticking with them. The quality is superb, much better than what I was getting before. Um, they have got loads of great features, uh, simple link sharing to invite your guests to the conversations, auto backups, that's the key one. So you can rest easy while recording. You don't have to worry about whether your audio is being recorded because it's always been backed up in real time. Uh, the studio quality audio comes because each audio file is recorded locally at your end and also at the guest's end, and then it's uploaded periodically. And so you don't have to deal with any of the, um, the latency issues that you would get if you recorded over Skype or Zoom or anything like that. There are many, many more features on the way as well. They're always improving the product. Uh, if you want to try it out, you get two hours free. Um, you just go to squadcast.fm, sign up. You get two free recording hours. Uh, if you do choose to sign up, uh, it's $20 a month for unlimited use, which is a bargain. Or you can do as a pay-as-you-go plan at $5 an hour. But Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a discount, of course. Uh, you get 50% off your first month uh, off the unlimited plan with the code VoiceTechPod. That's VoiceTechPod. Or you get $10 off the Dabbler plan. So you pay $25 up front for the pairs you go, but you get $10 straight off with the code VoiceTechPod. So go check it out, squadcast.fm. Also, want to give you a heads up for the next conference that I'll be attending, VoiceTech Paris 2019. Fantastic name. Uh, Voice Tech Podcast is an official media partner of Voice Tech Paris 2019. No affiliation um, despite the excellent choice of name. Uh, it's all going down on uh, Tuesday 26th and uh, Wednesday 27th of November 2019 in the Salon de l'Aveyron in Paris, France. So it's in Europe. If you're in Europe or you'd like a nice trip to Paris, definitely head down on the 26th and 27th of November. It's the biggest voice event by far in France and perhaps across uh, all of Europe. Uh, there's going to be 50, 50 top speakers over two days an enormous exhibitor hall, workshops, startup village, much more all around voice. This is the voice summit for Europe, basically. Uh, you can go to voicetechparis.com. Uh, and of course, you get 20% off uh, with the code 
vt19-vtechpod. That's vt19-vtechpod. Um, there's a, a discount link in the description, so you don't have to worry about remembering that. Just click the link in the description. It will take you straight there with the discount applied. Uh, if you do go, um, then give me a shout. I'll be roaming around with a, a voice recorder and it'll be amazing to meet up. So let me know. This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing, an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications. In particular, you'll want to get your hands on a copy of the new book by expert voice developer Dustin Coates, entitled Voice Applications for Alexa and Google Assistant. There are also other books on voice app development currently being written on Manning, and with the Manning Early Access Program, you can actually read these books chapter by chapter while they're being written. All the books are available at manning.com, and right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code PODVOICETECH19. So go check it out at manning.com. I'm on the line with Micah Hollingworth, the CEO and co-founder of Broadway AI. Based in New York, Broadway AI create seamless digital experiences that bridge the gap between live Broadway events and theater goers. So their products include an AI-powered ticketing agent and an integrated marketing platform. Micah, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, looking forward to talking about this. This is definitely uh, uh, an industry that I have very little experience in, theater, um, but it's uh, links to the whole entertainment industry, and it's going to be very interesting to find out what the, uh, what the movements in, uh, in voice tech are like in, in, in that sphere. Um, so let's, let's kick off, um, because I know so little about the industry, I think it would be great to get some background uh, about you and to find out how somebody with a background in theater uh, has found their way into tech, or perhaps it's the other way around. So what, what led, led you to where you are now? Uh, well, I've always been a theater, a theater lover since a very young age and started as, as most do with that business and wanting to perform. Uh, along the way, I realized uh, fairly early that performing uh, was not going to be a professional option for me. So finding ways to be involved in the art and in the business then became the goal. I see. Uh, I've been working in the, or have worked in the commercial theater business in New York for uh, roughly 25 years or so uh, and fell into building operations, which uh, along with my theater bug, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur at heart as well. Started um forming, uh, I had my own farmer's market stand when I was a young child and it just kind of grew from there. Nice. And certainly without realizing it, the, the commercial theater industry in particular is very much like the startup model in terms of you have, um, it, the success rates are very low. Mm. The stakes are very high and you're doing everything from, uh, birthing the idea to raising the funds to make it all happen. Yeah. So there was a there seemed to be a natural fit uh, that developed over time. I was introduced to a company uh, to satisfy labs, our sister company, while working as the vice president of company operations for Jamson Theaters. And at the time, Satisfy uh, showed us a AI supported customer service and engagement tool, which was uh, quite impressive. 
but really meant for larger settings than what the theater currently allows. In okay, that. and when was this? When how how long ago? That was, was uh, just over three years ago. Okay, um, and so it was. If you were attending a game at, um, let's say, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and you're in the stadium you would be able to have a conversation with an AI supported agent to find out where the nearest restroom was or where you could find the nearest Heineken or in a circumstance where it was necessary, escalate a request for live support or for security to, to assist you. Yes. And while that's compelling in a theater environment, uh, that's 20,000 seats for a stadium like that for us. In this space, it's the largest venues are 1,800 seats. So typically, you can see staff no matter where you are in in the in the Broadway house. Right. So it's a different set of problems. Yes, but we realized immediately or very quickly into the conversation that there was a potential to actually utilize the tool uh, to sell tickets. And in in simplest um, in simplest terms. It's uh, recreating the experience of purchasing the tickets at the box office window, but being able to provide that anywhere digitally. So from a show standpoint or from our live event partners, um, it is terrific in that I can extend where I sell my seats. I can influence what seats are being sold in terms of what inventory I'm being shown. Mm. And I'm going to gather... Uh, a tremendous amount of conversational data in terms of what people are searching for when they abandon the process and then when they actually go through and complete the sale. I see so yeah, a lot of that you would lose at the, at the actual box office window unless you uh, have some kind of process to, to get that data from the employees, but with a, a voice yeah, interface, you've got it all right to, to Exactly. To, to oversimplify it again a little bit, it's almost as if you're digitally recording every conversation that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with the with the AI and with the machine learning, you're able to take action on that uh, knowledge or, or the data that's being created in a much uh, quicker fashion. I see. And so in terms of the clients, I'm, I'm imagining it's a consumer facing product where it's just individuals calling up and they're booking two seats, four seats, eight seats, perhaps. Um, but there's also group booking scenarios, right? And perhaps even enterprise booking um, just is the product aimed squarely at consumers or does it handle uh, all the different types of bookings that you can get? At, at this moment, it is, uh, we've launched focus on consumers, but you're exactly right to be thinking forward and to be thinking about the other opportunities or ways in which the technology could be used to simplify the purchase process. Mm. Um, that includes groups, that includes any kind of outbound uh business to business kind of relationship or enterprise relationship that you can think of. Right, right. Uh, what are the typical problems that consumers usually face then? And I guess there's problems, there's problems on both sides to, to, to solve. What, what are the problems that consumers face when booking tickets that voice interfaces can, can fix? And then I guess we can talk I mean, about the other side for the, the supplier side as well. Sure. I mean, for consumers, the process to purchase tickets to live events is still pretty clunky. It's pretty cumbersome even on the very best of, of sites. Um, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's many steps. Uh, it's fraught with challenges and you can, you can easily fall into or fall out of the sales funnel pretty quickly. 
um, based on that experience. Um, the technology we provide, it's certainly, it's not for, it's not for everyone. If you're looking to purchase specific seats at this time, we're not uh, connected to, nor do we offer a, a seating chart or a seating map integration at this time, right? So we offer best available based on prices or other um, other uh, choice mechanisms that right, our partner right. has put in place. You can't pick the exact seat um, you want, but you can pick the the type of seat, the level, the quality of seat, for one of the better words. Yes, that's right. Mm. So if I know, uh, especially from a mobile standpoint, for a consumer who's perhaps in market, who's shopping within three to four days of the show or performance that they want to attend, if they know, I just want two tickets at this price point for Phantom of the Opera, the goal in that circumstance for us, and I think for any of the other ticketing platforms, they would say as well, is to serve up those seats as quickly as possible to the consumer so that they can make a choice and purchase. So speed is of the essence as well before they drop out the funnel. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And what about on the, the supplier side then? What what are the challenges that the theatres, and is it just theatres? I understand there's a whole chain of reselling, right? Um, I get the impression at least there's t- Ticketmaster and all these other players in the game. So could you give us an idea of what, what the chain looks like and where the challenges in that lie? Well, the, the challenges for the, for the primary seller, like a Ticketmaster or Telecharge, Mm. is being where the consumer is in order to be the one to sell the ticket. Um, So in this case, by having the chat available and on the show's official website or on their official channels, let's say it's Facebook, they've already extended their reach beyond someone just uh, doing a Google search or through advertising they're doing, clicking through and ending up on the primary ticketing company site itself. the secondary piece is an interesting one, and that's an ongoing conversation within our uh, within the New York community, and certainly overseas in the UK. You, you, there's a very strong conversation going on right now about what's appropriate for a secondary market to charge. What's an appropriate way for them to advertise uh, the reselling of tickets? Um, there is certainly the potential for any of our partners to commingle primary and secondary if they were so inclined and had the ability to do so. So that if I were, if I were a hit concert and I'm performing at Madison Square Garden tonight and mm-hmm. I'm sold out, but somebody's still coming to my Facebook page or to my site looking for tickets, and I have a partnership with a secondary provider who has inventory available to sell, to sell, I can certainly... I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voicetech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voicetech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voicetech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voicetech Pro subscribers, 
plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, higher quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.